0: The following was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Giglio is speaking. Dad's in town. Where's my dad. Tom's in town. You guys can say hi to Tom. Hey, Tom. Um, we've been having a good good weekend. He's been out just for, for a few days, and uh, there's been good waves lately. If anyone's been getting the water, but mostly the water's really warm. Just like a PSA, go jump in the ocean. It's it's just fantastic. And uh, my kids like to surf, and, and we've been doing it for a while. And, and surfing is one of those things that if, if you do it or haven't done it or have tried, it's kind of hard, right? It's hard to learn. It's even hard to teach because you can set up as many, as much information as you can. You get the gear and you practice it. But at some point, there's this letting go onto a wave, right, that you don't control. It, it's sort of moving. There's other people around. It's, very, it's sort of very public. Uh, it's all so much about feel, and it's one of those sort of challenging you know, challenging sports. Once you get it, it it it's, it's amazing. And if you've been out at the beaches all this summer, one of the things you'll see fairly often is these surf camps, right? These surf lesson camps, and these vans pull up and they just unload. You know, twenty little kids in matching rash guards and a bunch of foam boards, and it's a little while. I tend to sort of avoid those spots when I see that happening. But you know, we were in the water the other day and you know camps are out there, and it was actually a good-sized surf, and and these camps go out, and it was actually kind of cool to watch the dynamic of of these surf camps going on. So you've got all these like this particular one, younger kids, and they're all sort of in their bright orange rash guards, and then there was probably one instructor for every two kids out there, and you knew who they were. They had the same boards and and the same colors on. And they kind of hung out in a little pack. And if you saw one of the kids take off, or he got off with one of his instructors, like all the other kids were like, woohoo! I mean, everyone's just cheering. And you can't help but jump in as well, too. You're like, oh man, a good job, man. High five. That was awesome. And so they all sort of shared in sort of the joy when, when someone does well. But the other thing was when a kid would wipe out or bail, you had all kinds of eyes on this kid. And so the instructors were talking about each other, they're making contact, you got this, you have this. And there's this very collective learning environment in the water that I was just like, man, that is just a model for what we're talking about here as church. We're going to do this stuff together so we can celebrate together, so we know one another when these milestones happen for our kids, right? Think about our kids now, so we have littles. When they, when they get to high school, and, and by the grace of God, we're, we're all here and doing family together, and you've been working with that kid since they were like two. And they have all these aunts and uncles and grandparents and other people speaking into their lives for the past, you know, 18, 16, 18 years. Those are going to be really proud moments to celebrate. And then when our kids go through stuff, when they, when they take a fall, they take, take a wipeout, And there's a group around to process with and to get your back. And I have eyes on that kid too. I've been watching him. You know, I think it's going to be okay. I went through this. Those are super helpful things. I God designed it that way, to be helpful, to live in community, to care for one another. No one wants to do it in, in isolation, and it's really helpful to have other voices in our in our kids' lives. We've been blessed by that, and and my kids mostly are in here. And I, man, my kids are doing they're doing great. I have I have I have you know everyone has their moments, but man, we have great kids right now. And and a lot of that we attribute is the way we've done life with other people. There's other parents who jump in, there, there's people like Alex and, and Noah and Amber, some younger people who don't who haven't had kids or, or family who are part of their lives. And it all sort of works together to encourage them along. And anyone ever experienced this when you're when you're trying to tell somebody something, and, and particularly kids, but it could be anyone, and you're trying to share something, explain something, teach something. And you just kind of get no response from them. Like, they're just not listening. They're not interested. It seems boring. To, you know, they, they, they make you feel like you're dumb kind of sharing this, this intelligence or this wisdom. But then someone else comes along and says the same thing. And like, oh, that's amazing. Right? We've all had that. If, as parents, as, as, a, as a teacher, as a pastor for many years, I mean, I would say things till I was blue in the face. Some guest speaker would come in. People were like, whoa. wow. Like what? I've been saying that my whole life, but it's sometimes important to have another voice in your lives, as it is in our kids' lives. Someone else who can affirm what mom and dad believe. Not too long ago, I, a friend of ours gave us a gave us a GoPro, little GoPro camera, and uh, which I thought was going to be super fun. And, and I, I asked the kids, "Hey, you want to go play with the GoPro? We'll take it down the beach and, and shoot in the ocean." and like nah and then this thing like sat in our in our drawer for like a year this GoPro camera and I kind like hey you want to go down there? Nah, we're good. You want to go take some pictures? Nah, we're we're cool. And a few weeks ago or probably a couple months ago now, I uh I had seen this surf documentary and I said, oh, I'm going to show the kids this this really great documentary. It's called Shorebreak." And it's a story of one of the world's greatest surf photographers. And this guy, like, throws himself into shore break in the biggest waves in Hawaii. I know if Clark Little, I've even seen this guy. He's insane. But he goes into these massive, pounding waves and just gets these pictures that you've, you can't even imagine are of this planet. Just unbelievable. And I sit down and watch this with my kids. Like, look at this guy. And I'm like, Dad, can we use the GoPro tomorrow? Like, like what, what, since when do you want Because it's awesome now because he does it. And we've all kind of had that when it's not awesome if you do it, but it's awesome if someone else does it. You know what? I'm just going to say that's okay. That's why we need other people to do awesome things that we do too, that our kids will see. oh yeah, I look up to that person. They do that. Right? Maybe mom and dad do it. Maybe we're too close sometimes. I mean, you have other people around practicing their faith in a certain way, uh, the way they interact with people, serving. I love, My kids see Alex show up here every week, and he serves and volunteers in, in, in the church. That's an amazing impact. I want them, when they're 20-something, to jump in and serve in the church. Even if there's not a ton of other you know, college-age kids or people at their stage of life, Like if it's your home family, jump in and serve, and they're seeing that. And so many of us, we do that together. And so we're doing this, and we talk about the context of, of children's ministry. Again, it's, it's really family ministry. And this is for the best of your kids. And so when we talk about, man, we want you in there, it's going to be good for you, but, man, we just need each other. We need that village. you are be like, ah, you've already done that. I'm, I'm done with kids. My kids are grown. We'll all get there. Like, man, we need you in there. We need your voice. We want our kids to feel comfortable here, and they feel like this is home. A lot of times we talk about church as church home, and many times it's not. It's just a building of where people hang out. But we really are leaning into that. And if you've been here, you know, we are going to be pushing community. we are pushing church home, a place of family and, and, and safety and aunts and uncles. And some of you know better than others, but you kind of know everybody a little bit. That's huge. And we're excited to see that, see, that, see that develop. This passage, kind of this core passage in Deuteronomy that talks about God's sort of command for how we're going to raise our kids. And basically the setup is, this is Moses primarily writing, and his people have been wandering in the desert for 40 years, and they're getting ready to enter into this promised land. And he's downloading, he's in the wilderness, and he's just downloading all this stuff. He knows he's not going to last much longer, and he's just talking to God, and he's just writing all this stuff down. He's writing down this story. So he wants to set his people up for success as they go on. And he starts laying out all these decrees and these, these, these laws, and these, these inspiring words, and these guidelines from God. And he says, this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So he's giving them all this instruction, And he's going to continue to pour out instruction. He said, put these on your heart and then impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. And we talk about that a lot in baby dedication. There's an individual household responsibility. Like, listen, take what God's given you and make sure to impress it upon your children. And we're going to do that individually, work on that. We're going to get you tools to do that in your home. And one of the great things about this curriculum has great interactive pieces that you can take home and do as a parent. There's an app that's really easy to put your kid's age in. It gives you age-appropriate questions and, 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 and conversations. But we're going to do that together. How do we do that stuff together? When you sit, when you walk, when you go to bed, when you wake. He's encouraging the, the people. It says As you walk with God, as you do it in your daily life, not just as you show up to temple or show up to sacrifice or festival once a year. As you live your life, make sure your kids are involved. And we want to inspire and encourage one another to do that with your kids, because we just can't all be together all the time, but we can check in. And this this passage, it it covers when you sit, when you get up, when you go somewhere, when you go to bed, when you wake up. He's like everything. Everything you do is a teachable moment for your kids. as As it comes to the story of God. And this commitment that these people had was a deep commitment that the Hebrew people, the Jewish people still do, this deep commitment to children. And they're really about imprinting this, this idea of God-driven community on their kids because it was vital for the whole thing to go on. And at that time, if you, re, if you follow any of this story, and if they, if they backed off their kids a little bit, it was hard enough as is, if they backed off their kids a little bit and passing on their faith, it just wasn't going to go by itself. There was too many other things happening in the world. And for some of us, we kind of figure, I, I could back off, it'll go on, my kid will figure it out. Like, it takes effort. It takes work. It's hard sometimes. But, but the, the future of the church is in our kids' hands, which is exciting, but also bears a little bit of responsibility. Book of Psalms said children are an inheritance from the Lord, a reward for the fruit of the body. The children of the seed, God speaks to our kids. as This is valuable. These are valuable assets, whether it's your own kids or our collective community kids. And so we invest, we're investing in, in, in space and curriculum and, and, and signing you guys up for stuff because we just believe that much in the future, future generations and where they're going to take us. I was a youth pastor for years, primarily middle school. And Alex, Noah and, and were there, and, and some others, and some of you guys volunteered, and it was, it was awesome. It's wild. Middle schoolers are I mean, these guys have apologized to me many times, as other kids have. Um, middle school is wild ministry, but I, but I did love it, and for a season, I just really enjoyed it, and we did a lot of fun things together and a lot of stupid things and a lot of things that would have certainly got me fired today if I had, had done them. But it was great, and we created great, great memories. And one of the things that's fun now about being in the same town, and, and, and I've shared some of this before, it's interesting, and so I work down at the brewery a few days a week, I'll see kids come in who are, you know, this is 10 or 15 years ago, I knew them maybe when they were 11 or 12, and now they're 25, 26, 27, and they come in, and I, I don't reckon, I am like, hey, Pastor Jesse, and I'm like, what? who the heck is this guy, you know, and everyone always turns everybody's head at the bar, like, wait, Pastor Jesse, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, after I can get past their beard or whatever they look like, or they've kind of grown up, like, oh my gosh, I remember you. And man, nine times out of 10, like, they, they want to ask how I'm doing, how's church? And maybe they're, they're stayed with, in church or not. Like, man, we had so much fun. It's like, I remember that. It's like, and people will sometimes even pull random stories or lessons. Are you still like this? I'm like, did I say that? I don't remember that. But, it, but they will remember these moments because we had a good time together. And behind that was, was faith. They knew that. It wasn't just for fun. It was at a church space. It was, we were singing worship. And those foundations, I'm seeing this in kids' lives now. I've had an opportunity to be with for well over a decade. Whether they're 100% all in or not, there's still something there. And so we're creating this environment. That I hope for our kids, they have an a, a, a appreciation for church. Like, we love church. Church is awesome. we get got to run around and eat donuts. That's great. We want our kids to have a good time here. You are bringing up, we want your kids to have a great time. We want them to feel friendly. We want this to be a place where kids feel like they belong, not that they feel un- uncomfortable. And we see these kids I've seen years ago. It's, it's, it's this, man, we just had a good time. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I should probably check out your church. And sometimes they do. A lot of times they don't. If everyone checked out our church, you told me they would. Like, we'd be a thousand people, but that's okay. Kids will sometimes they'll come back, come back through like, okay, there was something there once, maybe there's something there now. So we're laying those foundations, foundations together. And we have an opportunity to keep up with keep up with these things. And it's easy for our kids when we're when we man kind of just in the trenches, and people say that all the time, and it's just hard to sort of let things go and let these pile ups happen. But man, if we can keep up on this stuff together and keep encouraging one another, keep being part of this community together, serving together, putting God first together. It's going to pay off down the line. One of the things that's always interesting to see now that I'm kind of in service industry a few days and, and it's minimal, you know, we just pour, we're not waiting tables, but I have a different appreciation for people who do that. The way some people treat other people and the way they even care for their own table um, we don't do table service, so you have a drink. You can come back up, and you you know if you bring your glass, great. Sometimes we make rounds. We'll pick it up, and there's food trucks, and sometimes they'll help it. Well, oh, it's kind of on you. It's like they're kind of picnic style settings. Like clean up your stuff and put it in the trash. Every now and then we'll we'll be busy, and we'll go do a round, and there'll be people sitting at a table with just piles of like dirty food plates, glasses all the way to the edge, and they'll still go up and get a fresh drink, and they'll just kind of put it on the edge, like dude, clean up your stuff. Like I know maybe you think someone else should do it for you, but do a little bit yourself and you'll have a much better time. And we talk about sort of our education of our kids in our, in our faith and the way we want them to live. Sometimes it's easy to let someone else do that. Someone else will get to it. They'll eventually figure it out. And you know what? They, someone might. Someone might eventually come in and, and jump in on your kid's life. Wouldn't you rather that be you? Wouldn't you, you, you rather be you Is kind of trying to keep a clear table for your family as you go through, not just letting this stuff clutter up, than every now and then, like, oh, man, we got to do something about this. Our lives are out of control. We need someone to come in and help us. Man, it just takes a little bit each time as things pop up in your life, in your family life, in your kid's life. That's how, let's, let's get some help. Let's deal with that. I love that there are people here whose kids are well into college and beyond. And he's not here David. Bruce Jepson has been super encouraging to me in this last season, just talking about his kids. They talk about my kids and where they're going or don't know where they're going. Say, hey, listen, my girls were the same way. It's, it's going to be fine. Sometimes you just need to hear that. It's going to be okay. You're going to get there. Oh, yeah, my kid went through this. I went through this. My family had this. And when we share our stories in community, like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was all alone. There's like three other families who had to deal with that. Man, that stuff pulls us together. And we learn together. We create these spaces together. We, when we do life together and our kids see that we love each other together, it helps form security. So security in, church, in the church. Love over time creates security. Love over time creates security. And we are secure. When you're securely loved, and that, that's the love of God for some of us. And, and sometimes that takes work. Love of family. It creates security in us. And we're secure. We're the best version of ourselves. When people act out, you have these instances. We all know people like, oh man, they're they're kind of losing. How often you say, well, they're just insecure. Because when we're insecure, ugly stuff comes out. But when we're secure in who we are, in God's love for us, the church's love for us, our family's love for us, it allows us to be the best version of ourselves. So love over time creates security. And so we're sowing in this, this long game. We're just going to keep pouring love on one another. We're going to love each other over tables and, and Bible studies and service projects. We're going to love our kids and try to just create a big, giant home of love that we can be ourselves, God can work in us. One of the things I've been thinking about lately is I, as I look with our, my kids as they're kind of entering into a, uh, you know, they're almost all in high school now, middle school, high school stage, and you think through all this stuff, that, all right, what, what do I want, you know, what do I want from them? What are, what are my expectations? Where are they going to go? And sometimes we can do that. We say, what do we, you know, what's what, what the best for them? But we kind of want them to show some things along the way. Like, what do, I, what, do I, what do I want from them? What do I want from them in school? What do I want from them in sports? What do I want from them in chores? And one of the things that's helped me to flip that a little bit, and this maybe helps some of you, not just what you want from your kids to do stuff, but what do you want for your kids? What are your dreams and hopes? What do you want for your kids? And how do you come alongside that? I know for us, when my kids, as they start to like, you know, grow up 16, 17, 18, as they become adults, like my three big goals, they love God, they love the church, and they love us. Like those are pretty simple things, but those are very important to me. And if the God one breaks down, then all the rest sort of comes, comes undone. And so we think through, like, man, is this, are we helping them understand God's, God's love and God's love for them? Are they involved in the church? They'll love it. They know we love them, and they love us. And these are just important little, little, little check-ins sort of along the way. Just a quick, couple of quick, hopefully encouraging words for you, and I just want to say this. learn this with my kids, and, and, it, and it's a balance, and Amy will sometimes roll her eyes at this. But one of the most effective ways to stay connected with our kids is to have fun with them. Uh, have fun with your kids. Sometimes it's, it's, sometimes moms have a harder time because dads take all the fun time than moms can't. Like dads, you need to sort of own some of the other times as well and release mom to have fun. My wife's like, amen. You know, I do that. Like, oh, I could do all this fun stuff. And then she has to sort of do that. Man, and moms, if you're just caught up and like, take a break, go have some fun. Have a conversation with, you know, with dad or, or whoever, or, or if you have to do both, that's, that can be challenging, but do it. Have fun with your kids. Have fun with your kids. When we go over here, and they're learning, and there's an environment, and, they're, and they're, they've got Bible verses, and the curriculum's amazing. We want them to have fun. And having fun with your kids will help you stay connected with them, especially as times sort of get harder, and you have to harp on them for doing, doing stuff. But, man, have fun with your kids. I read a version of this somewhere, and I, I can't remember where, but it basically sounded something like this we talk about kids in the trenches and many of you have two or three or four or five-year-olds, but listen to this. You only get to know your five-year-old as a five-year-old for 52 weeks. Wherever your kid is at, whatever age group they're in, whether that's one or two or 11 or 15 or 30, you only get 52 weeks of that season. And some of you are like, that sounds like a long time. But if you think about these seasons that way, it's a passing season. It's going to happen. It's going to go by. What do we say at the end of every year? Oh man, that went by fast. That year is a, is a is a year of the life of your kid at a certain age. And it will go by fast. It'll go by fast. It's just a phase, don't miss it. I've been thinking about this. I've been trying to encourage people with this little phrase. It's just a phase, don't miss it. When we talk about our kids, oh, it's just a phase. You'll get past it. Don't miss it either. It is just a phase. Three year old is just a phase. Don't miss it. Don't try to get. I'm, I'm becoming the old guys as it goes by so fast. I have a 16 year old, a 14 or 11 year old. It does. It's just a phase. Don't miss it. And whatever that phase is, maybe that's a young adult for you, maybe that's, that's, that's a 30 something or 40 something kids. Whatever that they're going through, it's just a phase. Don't miss it. Be there. If you think of nothing else say it's just a phase. Don't miss it. Be present. I love this, this quote from Toy Story from Sheriff Woody, uh, just the wisdom of Sheriff, Sheriff Woody. I can't stop Andy from growing up, but I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't stop Andy from growing up, but I wouldn't miss it for the world. And that's what we want to do together. We can't stop our kids from growing up. but oh, man, we don't want to miss it. And you can't do that as a parent. You can't stop it. It's going to happen. But don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Trying to get past it. Don't miss it by down by being discouraged. You're in the trenches. I had a guy I was talking to this week, and I get the trenches. You know, I've one or two year olds. I mean, there's a certain season that it feels like this. This guy's like, oh, I'm like, oh, how old your kids? Like, well, I've got a, a 18, 15, and 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 13. He's like, yeah. So he's like, so we're, just, we're still in the trenches. I'm like. Dude, that's not the trenches. If you're still in the trenches, you're doing something wrong. Like by that season, the war's over. Maybe there's some cleanup and a little bit of debriefing to be done. But that should not be the trenches. So, so your entire entire parenthood of your kids is in the trenches? I don't want that for my kids. I don't want any of you to ever have that perspective. Like, oh man, I just can't wait, I'm in the trenches. Gosh. That's a, that's a, that's a negative mindset if you switch that around. I don't even use that language. If your kids are starting to grow up I'm like, man, because you're sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know how, this guy was just in the trenches every season. I felt sad for him. Because I know of our kids now, like, man, it's easy. It's amazing. We have challenges, but man, I want to enjoy that. It's just a phase. Don't miss it. And maybe even that trenches is a phase. Don't miss it. Some days, Sometimes you'll look back and like, man, that was, that was a special time. So I have Noah come up or close with a a quick song, and I'm going to pray for us, and I'll continue on. God, thanks for this morning. Thank you for just who you are. Thank you that you care about us as kids. You care about our the kids we have. Thank you that you care about us individually and collectively. Pray you give us inspiration, energy, uh, peace, guidance as we as we live this community life, raising our kids together. I pray for anyone right now who's just way discouraged about their kids and they're they in the trenches. They feel like they've been in the trenches. They feel like they're always going to be in the trenches. I pray just release over that, some fresh eyes over this season, God. Uh, I pray that we wouldn't miss our kids growing up. Amen. The preceding was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Giglio was speaking. For more information about New Church, go to N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. That website address again is N dot Thanks for listening, and may God bless you and yours.